0: I opened my eyes and I looked up and Jess, I saw you, but you're meant to be singing into the mic, but you were having your mic like right up here. I was like, no, no, you've got to be, it's got to be a little bit closer um, to sing. But I know Christ has impacted your life. And so you're sitting there going, Jesus, I love you, I praise you. So Jess, what difference has Jesus made to your life? How has he changed you? What what, what were you like before? How are you now? I mean, what, what's he done in your life? There that, that, that may be somebody here is going, man, I have done if my life could change. How has Christ changed you? She didn't know I was going to do this, by the way. So she's like, thank you so much. Wow.
1: Um, yeah, Jesus has done a full 180 in my life. He's, I was... Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh. I was... Intense drug addict, user, um, intravenous user. I was addicted to methadone, methamphetamine, alcohol, sex, drugs, everything. I lived on and off the streets. Um, I was in abusive relationships for a long time, and I I, I really reached reached hell, what I thought was on on earth. It's alright. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus has changed my life completely. I I now have hope, future. I have loving friends, family. I'm up here able to worship and praise. I I have a life now. And I just I didn't have that before I had darkness. But now I have a life in God. I have a life at this church, and I'm so grateful to Jesus for that. That's why I'm worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I give, I surrender everything to Him, yeah. and it took that surrender. I had yeah. to, I had to turn away from my sins in my life before, and I surrendered it all, and it completely has changed my heart. Heart of stone to heart of flesh now. And thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You are amazing in my life. <laughs> thank you, Jesus.
0: We cry holy. Yes! We cry, we cry, Lord! everyone that was worth coming to church just to hear that today Jess and so if you're here today and you're going man can God change my life maybe you're in a place where you're going I I don't know man my life is like this you you just heard the the transforming power of Christ I was at a funeral on Monday of a guy named Max Palmer he's probably one a very well-known Christian in New Zealand about a thousand people were at the funeral and uh, in a large church down on Christchurch, and And what, what I learned in that moment, I mean, he, he was a good man. I traveled to India with him. He was a part of the New Life Churches, which Anita and I have the privilege of uh, leading. And I traveled with Max, actually, to, to India uh, at one time to preach in different places, Kolkata and Mumbai and Pune. And, and uh, so, again, it was an honor to be, uh, be there. But the thing that really impacted me was um, uh, not just the, the things of his life. I, I found out he gave his life to Christ at a Billy Graham crusade in 1963. And from that, he has gone. So sometimes people say, what's the results of those? That, that he was a result. Uh, at the end of the funeral, they made an honor guard of all the pastors and leaders that were there. And there was probably, I don't know, a hundred or so pastors on both sides of the aisle of this very large uh, church as he, he he was taken out, but the thing that impacted me probably, probably more than anything else was the the impact that he had made on his children and his children's children, right. and they stood up there and I because I I, I've done funerals where nobody talks, yeah. but to have his, his his grandchildren stand up and say we honour his legacy, his life has changed my life and it will go on. Jess, you you don't even know. The amount of, it's not just you, Christ has impacted. It's not just you, it, it, it will be those who come after you, your legacy, those who come. I mean, this is the, the, the power of the Christ cross. This, it doesn't just change me, it can change generations. It, it, can, it can change not just you, but your family and your children and your children's uh, children's children. This is the impact of the cross of Christ. And so if you're here today and you're going, I don't know if there's any, uh, I mean, I've tried and I've tried, listen, Christianity is not about trying to do something. It's about, it's not about how bad you are. It's about how good God is. It's about his cross. It's about what he has done. You could never earn your salvation. You can never buy it. You could never, uh, I I mean, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through uh, Christ. God has done it. Uh, our response is to give our life to him, to just, as, as Jess said, we just submit ourselves yeah. and say, God, I've done all I can, and God, I just submit myself to you, to you today. Would you submit yourself to him? Would you allow him to be the king of your life? Would you allow him to uh, turn, you know, we use the word repent, repent. You might've seen the guy on the street, you know, repent, repent. What does that mean? It means turn away from sin, but turn towards God. Uh-huh. Turn towards him and allow his strength to grace your life and empower your life. You're not alone. He places his Holy Ghost inside of you and empowers you to live that life. That's the beauty of this gospel. That's the beauty of this cross. You know, all other religions, I've studied, I've looked at all other religions, a man reaching, trying to reach up to God. The beauty of Christianity is Christ reached down to, God reached down to man. He died our death that we might live his life. Give your life to christ how do you do that so i say god today i surrender my life to you today change me mold me shape me now you might have you know it might not be like jess you might have all the 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 the, the trappings of success and again we might look amazing on the outside but feel like crap on the inside i'm just being honest here we can play a game We can play a game, we can pretend, but I want to tell you the heart of man is desperately wicked, who can know Friends, I know know what the heart of man, because I know what goes on in my heart and life. So friends, we need God. We need God. You need God. Give your life to him, and he will change you and mold you and shape you. Allow him to put his treasure on the inside of this vessel of clay, and see what God will do in your life. Amen. You know, I I'm going to talk a little bit about sorry Saturday to, today, just to um, it'll become clear as I go on. It is an incredible, uh, incredible thing that uh, that happens. You know, D. L. Moody, he was a well-known evangelist in the 18th century. I think I used one of his quotes last last week. They say he through his pen and pulpit he reached a hundred million people. In his lifetime speaking of legacy but one of his uh, fa- famous statements his most probably famous quote is faith makes all things possible love makes all things easy and when i think about Sari saturday that certainly is a work of love and i know a lot of work goes into it a lot of effort and a lot of energy but love makes it easy and, uh, you know, Natalie talked about birthright. What's birthright? Birthright actually is an organisation. Because here's the thing, the, it is the gift that keeps on giving because yeah. birthright birthright looks after single-parent families with children under the age of 16. And so all those clothes that go, uh, you know, you know 12,500 was raised here and there'll be more donations. There always are over the coming week. And maybe you want to, uh, again, contribute to that over the next few few days. Please do so. Feel free. But again, it really does increase. I, I think you know they put take the clothes, they put them into there. Um, charity shops, and uh, they, they probably sell them at a little bit more than there. So it has the potential to not just double, but triple, and just not just affect India, but affect our local uh, community. Perhaps maybe two, maybe maybe three times uh, the amount and that enables people like Birthright to run uh, uh, um, programs and stuff for these single parent families, really helping them. So it's not just blessing over there; it's blessing here too. That's the that's the power, and of course the incredible work that the Salvation. Uh, army uh, do is so just so so powerful but I love celebrating the success that we we have with sorry and every year every year we say the biggest ever and I hope we can keep uh, uh, doing uh, doing that and, and and it really is an incredible investment of time. I was thinking we should have set up a time lapse camera camera of how this changes in the Sunday. So if, it's not just for this yesterday. It's the whole week people are uh, giving of their time, energy, and uh, effort, and the setup and the clean up and all that. Uh, uh, type of thing, and she, you can know, hear I'm a little bit uh, husky uh, this morning, so it was Anita, she came out yesterday crying because she couldn't come to Sorry Saturday because she was feeling a bit. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I told her settle down, Jessica. It'll be all we'll be all right. They'll take care of it. But they d- <laughs> a- a- and they did. But it's an incredible investment people make over the time, uh, over that whole week sorting through the clothes. Clo- and I really love that the local community get in and buy into it, just making it uh possible i had another message to uh do but I, again i'm part of what i was doing i'm replacing grace grace was meant to be preaching here today but she's still unwell and so i got a message but then on friday i woke up and i felt uh, just just i need to do something else i need to uh, uh talk about Something else. So I came here nice and early. I think about six o'clock, and again, there was a whole lot of bags. That's I don't know who drops off stuff at six o'clock, in the, um, well, there's a whole lot of bags out the outside for uh, Sorry, Saturday. Saturday. But I, I, I really woke up feeling that I, I want to not just celebrate the total raised and quickly move on, as we do most, most years. I want to use the precious time that we have together to remind us the why behind the what of sari saturday because we haven't talked about it for a while and i want to i think um, again too if you're new to church maybe you're going what is all this and what what is it that they what are we doing this uh for so hopefully will uh, this will help you so the money raised from sari saturday will go to karal kalan children's home in india there should be a video that comes up now that just gives you a little bit of what's happening there, which was shot uh, this week uh, from them. And um, the children's home in India, it cares for about 120 children. And a few times over this past week, Anita and I have spoken uh, or been on a video call with uh, the leader of that ministry. His name is uh, Vijay. And just talking with him about the work there and just uh, talking about what 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 is happening here so he can know what is what is going on here and in in doing so uh, speaking with him and uh, uh talking with him i've i've been reminded afresh of the the needs and challenges that they face uh, in a daily daily way in Again, the difference that things like, sorry, that's Fiji. there. He does not like photos taken of himself. So that's the only one uh, we sort of have. We have There's one other with him, with uh, some of the kids and a pastor, Anita, a little bit later. But I'm just just f- uh, aware of the, the needs of that place and the difference that Sari Saturday has made and other support that we've given over the years. Of course, some of you have been... Uh, there, Pastor Aaron, and different ones have gone on uh, teams and things over, over the years. But like I said, if you're new to church, maybe you don't know why we do this. And so hopefully today, by the time you leave, you will understand. So, so why does Carol Kalan Children's Home exist? Here's three things you need to know Number one, Carl Kalan is not an orphanage. Carl Kalan is not an orphanage. Okay, for, for uh, there, there are orphans there, there are orphans uh, uh, who who uh, are part of that whole uh, uh, thing there. But Kara Kalan, in and of itself, is not an orphanage. Number two, the second thing I want you to know is it's a ministry of youth with a mission. Kara Kalan is a ministry of youth with a mission, or YWAM as it is called for short, which is one of the largest mission organisations. In the world, That's what YOM is. It's one of the largest mission organizations in the world. 15,000 full-time volunteers. They do not get paid for the work they do. But they give of their time and lives to uh, reach the world with the message of Jesus Christ. They give of their lives to take the gospel to the multitudes. They have 1,100 ministry locations in over 180 countries, India being one of them. For those of you who know our journey, we have been a part of, Anita and I were a part of that ministry uh, for 11 years, and uh, when we were in India and lived there, it's, uh, um, again, we did not get paid for uh, for that, but were able to do that for 11 years because of the support that this church gave that enabled us to be a part of that, and I, ha- I think we helped really honestly pioneer a lot of what is um, uh, 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 what YWAM is uh, today, because we were able to uh, really stay there because of that support. So it's a part of why number three. We need to understand that the goal and purpose of Karu Kalam and I guess in turn Sari Saturday. And I want to give you the big picture today. It is not just about giving better care, better food for the kids. But ultimately it's about giving these 120 children an opportunity for number three, a better future. A better future. See, many of the children at Carl Kalan are Banchada children. Who are the Who Who are these children who are at this home? I want to read an article from an Indian news source that I think better captures their plight. The article was written in 2018, but it helps us understand who it is we are helping and what impacts Ari Saturday has on their lives. And so I'm just going to read from this article. It says, Leaving the mucky trade of prostitution is not easy. But for women from the Banchara tribe in Madhya Pradesh, Prostitution is their fate. While passing along the Nimach mansur Highway in Madhya Pradesh, one can see women sitting on charpoys or beds, dressed in bright clothes, wearing loud makeup, hoping to get a client, sometimes truck drivers, you know, I look at this picture and look at this picture. This is what we're trying to stop. I look at this picture, and I look at that picture. One can see women not these are not women, these are girls sitting on charpoys, beds, dressed in bright clothes, wearing loud makeup and hoping to get a client, sometimes truck drivers and other times men from other villages. The flesh trade has a social sanction in Nimach and Mansour districts of Madhya Pradesh. The members of the Banchara community who operate, listen, family-based prostitution. They operate family-based prostitution for their livelihood. They consider the birth of a girl auspicious as it means another breadwinner for the family. The father and brothers end up acting as pimps, taking care of all the arrangements. The family house has a dedicated room for this purpose exclusively. Girls are turned into prostitutes by their parents when they are between 12 and 14 years old. Prostitution is a way of life for these families. The profession is passed down generation from generation to generation, and young girls are groomed to become prostitutes as male members mostly live off their earnings. The tra- tradition comes down from the days when the women from the tribe would grow up to become respected courtesans. That means they would dance in the palace palaces of maharajas and kings And so on that was where they originally began their life and many, many years before. That's where the tradition comes from. But the same respect is not given to women in the flesh, these women in the flesh trade anymore. The total population of the Banchara community, which is spread over 75 villages in their three districts, is about 23,000 of which at least 65% are women. There are many women. This is one of the places where where boys are not celebrated. And so infanticide becomes an issue there because girls are what? And abortion and so on is what? It's selective and so on because we want girls because girls can earn the money. Sadly, prostitution has led to the menace of human trafficking. Human trafficking in the community in order to improve the financial condition in the family. So not only are they now forcing their daughters into into this trade, but they're also now purchasing children from other areas to make more money. Vanchada members buy girls from different parts of the state or country. A girl can be bought... For a nominal sum ranging between Rs. 2,000, which is about $70, to Rs. 10,000. This is the life of a banchada. You can go on YouTube and you will see quite a few documentaries have been made by uh, good, good documentaries. You can learn a lot more by Al Jazeera, BBC, Asia Today. There's many. Um, Documentaries or items or news articles on this particular uh, particular tribe, and so VJ and the team at Carl Kalan, along with many other organisations, they're not the only one. There are hundreds of organisations. What they want to do is they want to break the generational cycle these families are trapped in. And you've got to understand, this is a 500-year-old tradition. This is a 500-year old tradition and and you might say how can the parents do that well they know nothing else that's what happened to them that's what there that has been passed down from generation to to uh generation And, and you might think well how dare they do that but if they go and try and get a job the problem is as soon as people find out where they're from and what tribe they're from their opportunities their opportunities Disappear. You might think, why don't the police go in and stop it? The police said, and you can see this on the documentaries if you want to spare the time to watch them, the police officers said, listen, if we go in, we, they're like, we'll do raids every now and then, but if we go in, we, we will make their life even worse. Already they're looked down as the lowest caste, their delights, the lowest of the low. And so by us just adding a criminal record, that's their family and breaking them all up and trying to uh, do that, their lives become even worse and so this is a very complex situation a very complex thing to deal with so it's frowned upon they have no opportunities until they meet vj and the team from karakalam it will go out and say give me your kids We'll look after them. They say you'll take care of them. You'll feed them. You'll house them. You do. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do everything. He'll 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 go there, and some of you have been. I think Aaron, you've been to the place where he, where they get the kids from, and uh, um, and he'll say, "Give me your kids, and we'll, we'll look after them. We'll feed feed them, educate them, house them, and that he can help stop what has been their fate and give them the possibility of a future." So Carol Kalam provides a loving and safe place where Bunchata children are housed, fed, and given a Christian education. And one of the other things you, you, you won't know, and because we, we haven't talked about it, is that Vijay also runs a very large school. And that's supported by another Swiss organization, and they've been able to build a school. And so this is really taking care of the whole person. This is not just about changing diets. This is about changing lives. And so that school, all these kids go along with a lot of other uh, kids to the school that VJ runs as well. And by looking after them this way, the hope is that they would get better job opportunities by dealing with the whole person and teaching them about Christ, teaching them about, about the way of following Jesus, that their lives will change. I'd say, why has he got boys there? Why not just girls? He's got boys there because the boys, if the boys don't change the lives of the girls, it will be very difficult. The boys become pimps, but by the hope is by the time they've spent time in Karl Kalan, if they can help these boys see a better way, not only will it change their life, but it'll change their families. The truth is it doesn't always work. The parents will come sometimes and just take the girls back, take the boys back, need them, we need them. So as they turn 12 or whatever, we're taking them back. They don't need education, they don't need, we're just gonna take them back. During COVID, in fact, they had to send many of the kids back to their village. The government forced that. But when it does work, lives are changed not just their lives, but generations to come. When the boys want to be doctors and electrical engineers and the girls, and some have, have gone on to be nurses, and what that does is it changes their lives forever. Like I said, not just for their generation. when It allows them to get married and to do life differently and provide differently. And so Sari Saturday, please understand, Sari Saturday is not merely about giving children a better place to sleep and eat. It's far more than that. So I hope you get the big picture. It's not just about giving better care or better food. It's not about giving more chicken and more eggs for their meal. No, it's not about, like I said, it's not just about changing diet. It's about changing lives. The children's welfare is what we help provide. Better shelter, yes, better food is the practical application. But ultimately, this is all about giving these 120 children an opportunity, not just for a better bed or better food, but a better future. Yeah. That's what Sari Saturday helps provide. Philip Brooks said this, Judy makes us do things well. But love makes us do them beautifully. Sorry Saturday for many years has been done beautifully and with much love. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did for me. So, to all who gave and served and helped, thank you. Thank you so much.